The New Zealand Today podcast was made with the support of New Zealand On Air. Cheers, guys. Three years ago, I met Karen, the voice behind an infamous phone message. I'll get my 20 bucks. She's gonna get 20 fucking wax. But Karen was not the person I expected. She was charismatic, funny, and genuinely lovely to talk to. Fuck off! Fuck off! Fuck off! <laughs> fuck off! Fuck the fucking off! Now we're doing a podcast where we can share our thoughts. Phil's passwords and that said, I said, I don't give a stuff. Finally, good fucking job. Fucking no. Keep you up to date with the latest news from around New Zealand. Whatever she was wearing, it was bloody hideous. You're wearing a camo sweater. And give valuable life advice. If the police tell you you can't do something, don't believe them. <laughs> I'm Guy Williams, and this is the New Zealand Today podcast with Karen Hill. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the first episode of the New Zealand Today podcast, a podcast accompaniment to the New Zealand Today television show. My name is Guy Williams. I'm one of New Zealand's most premium volunteer journalists, and I'm joined by my co-host, Karen Hill, a expert commentator, um, debt collector. How would you describe yourself, Karen? Um, a YouTuber. I just like to talk. And I like to voice my opinion on things a hell of a friggin' lot. <laughs> You're a commentator. Yeah, I should have been. When I went to college, I used to skip college and go down the river and swim and smoke cigarettes. And I was dumb because I did have a good brain and I wasted it because I got expelled at 14. So I just went and got a job at the match factory before I went home because I could have better do something. Karen, Karen, this podcast has been going for about 12 seconds and already I'm off tangent, but I'm like, wow. It was because my best friend worked there so I was going along there. Yeah, that makes sense. It was a lot of fun at the match factory, but I wanted to describe a little bit what this podcast is. Um, Karen, do you have any idea what you'd like the podcast to be? No, because I've never done one and I just go with the flow. Have you listened to a podcast before? No. Have you heard uh, of a podcast? Yeah, existing? because I did one with. Wait, just two seconds ago you said you've never done a podcast no, before? No, no. Oh, yeah, but it was on the phone. Yeah, that's It was in one. Last, last time lockdown with the guy from the Edge. I can't think of his name Jimbo. Tommy. No, Jimbo. Hey You've got to put an O. If you work in radio, you've got to put an O on the edge of that. Oh, right. I Cazzo. can't remember. Well, welcome to the podcast, yes. Guy and Cazzo. <laughs> We're going to cover all the news, all the stories you want to know around New Zealand that matter to you. Um, Karen, are you excited? Yeah, but I'm more of a Caz, Caza, Caza. than a Cazzo. Cazzo, okay. Caza. Oh, thanks. I like Caza. Yeah. Yeah, because a couple of guys used to call me Caza, but they've both passed. But What happened to them? They died. <laughs> but that guy that um, who flew out the truck, the thieving gnome who stole off me while I was asleep, he passed away. Wait, wait, wait. What you just said there was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever heard. And you said you've said this to me before, but I'm sure this information isn't passed into my ears. You're saying a thieving gnome who stole from you on a truck no, no, has passed stole away. Stole away in my home. Um, went around my house, did my stuff while I was sleeping. And when I got up in the morning, all my, I go in the cupboard and my tin food had all gone and my meat all gone out the fridge. And 
I said, are you asshole? And then I had this money. It was my daughter's father's money that he'd kept to give to So you got to robs? My, give my boys How'd to you get give robs? to his grandson. And why is he a thief? Because I was asleep. And he's walking around my house because I was letting him stay there because he was moving to Auckland and he'd given his house up, which I'd helped him clean and move stuff. And that's what he did to me. I'm so sorry to hear. So this was your friend. Anyway, yeah, a friend for nearly 30 years. And everybody was sending me messages, oh, Phil's passed away, isn't that sad? I said, I don't give a stuff. Finally, good fucking job. Thieving fucking gnome. He's on my YouTube. That's YouTube story. Okay, you're, you're just calling him gnome. He's not actually like a short man wearing oh, a hat. Oh, very short man. Oh, he's wearing, is he wearing a hat and kind of no. like kind of Santa Claus kind of get up? But maybe no, he, no. he just got called the gnome. The gnome. <laughs> yeah. The, the gnome. gnome of Stokes Valley? Yeah. No, no, he was from Taita. Taita. Yeah. And where, But where would you get robbed? In my own home while I'm sleeping oh, no, on the sofa. I was just wondering where the where the home was. Oh, so you let oh, him Stokes Valley. Yeah, so you let him sleep in your home. Yeah, I gave in your him bed. my bed. I slept out on the lounge. Man, you're the, the best lounge. person. You make him sleep on the couch. Yeah, no, I didn't. I gave him the bedroom and I slept on the couch. And he's stealing off me. He's walking around my house stealing while I'm sleeping. Did you call? Do you know? It's, it, it's because it took me a few days to find out all the stuff that he'd taken. Because it was such And then he. Got a new phone number, but he left his book behind of phone numbers. So I rang up his daughter, and she went, no, um, I haven't got Dad's address. Oh, bullshit to myself. Yeah. And um, and then he had this girl's number that lived next door to his daughter, which I knew. And <laughs> I rang her up and says, oh, hi, I'm a friend of Phil's, and I need his phone number because I've got his book here with all his numbers in it. And she gave it to me. Oh, just a minute. And I rang him and he put up the phone with her. I said, hello, you thieving fucking bastard. <laughs> I said, I got your fucking phone number, didn't I? <laughs> he said, hung up on me. <laughs> Wouldn't answer the yeah, phone Yeah, obviously. Again. What other <laughs> result were you going to get? You came in so hot. But I had to. I had to be in quick and fast. No, no you didn't. And I, you, you he would have been going, how the fuck did she get my fucking yeah. number? Because I've got a fucking brain. Yeah, no, no, but Karen, no, you played this completely wrong because you, you should have been subtly trying to inquire. You should have almost got a friend to call up, find out where he's living so you can go and steal your stuff back. He was in Auckland. You could have got a friend to help out? I don't know. What a bastard that COVID didn't get him. Okay. So so he got he passed away just recently. Yeah. Apparently he was drinking with his son-in-law and he wanted a pie. This was on a Saturday night and the son-in-law went and got it for him and he went to bed and he never woke up again. You know, I'm pissed off that he didn't die of okay. pain. Okay, Karen, he has he has I know I know he did you wrong, but he has passed, so let's have a little bit of respect for him. Sixty six, good job. Good job. All right, let's get into um, news from around the country, um, important stories that affect all New Zealanders. So I'm going to um, hit you with some um, uh, slightly uh, breaking news from New Zealand. Okay. Um, Marlborough's notorious town centre tiles claim another slip victim. Have you heard of the Picton... It's <laughs> not <laughs> sad, Karen, it's sad! A rugby fan who injured himself near Picton's new library has joined calls to replace the slippery tiles in Marlborough's town centres. Ralph Martin was on his way to the Thirsty Pig to watch a Super Rugby final um, on Saturday. I landed on my knee and almost went over. I caught myself in time. Well, he didn't even slip over. He caught what himself in time. What Super Rugby final was he at? I don't even know. 
No, because it's the rugby championship being played. Okay, I'm sorry. That's not an important detail. The important yeah, it's detail, very important. No, the important detail <laughs> is that Picton has slippery tile. This is like one of many stories. The most important thing is that we beat Australia. Yeah. We beat Argentina. Yeah. Geordie Barrett got sent off, and it was not his fault. He couldn't avoid that guy's he face. He kicked a guy in the face. He didn't do it on purpose. He kicked he a didn't. guy in the face. And so he's up here, and he can see yeah. him down I there. I don't know about the rules of nah. rugby, but I reckon if Neither he's... do the rugby commentators. <laughs> they go, bloody hell. What? I reckon if they you could not believe Geordie Barrett got a red card. rugby gun. boots. Yellow. Yeah. Yellow, not red, not red, no, but not it's like, red. It's like I, I hear you, and I think most of New Zealand probably has but the same opinion as you. But what I didn't know, which they do now, is after a player gets a red card, mm. 20 minutes later they can put someone on to replace That's them. That's good. Where once red upon a time, red card, you have to go in down to the changing rooms. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but um, you got to admit, though, you can't have I, – I know that it was an accident. I don't think he's a dirty player. No way if are you, any but, of the Barrett's But if you jump players. high with your leg in the air and you karate kick someone, in the face, yeah, but there's got to be some repercussions. He brings for the that. leg up to protect his own ribs. Yeah, yeah, but you, you, unfortunately, you're not allowed to do that. What? Protect yourself. What was he protecting his? <laughs> he, what when was you he... did, they go into okay. your, your ribs. I guess you won this one. I got obliterated I on that. Bloody, bloody oaf! I won it. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know. You know who does? Guy doesn't care who wins the Olympics. As long as he enjoyed it. No, 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 no. <laughs> I go when New Zealand's playing against. It doesn't matter to me who wins. No, no, no. I, I do care who wins. I have a favourite, but I'm like New Zealand. Who's I feel like we don't. Who's my favourite in the Olympics? Yeah. I love Simone Simone Biles. I I was impressed by her and her story. Um, she's the Olympic. You don't even know who that is. No, I don't. The American gymnast. I see this one. I love the. Um, I love the. Uh, like some Americans. I I love the. Um, what would you like, uh, dickheads who put a dickhead in charge of the most powerful country in the world? I don't like Americans. I like Simone Biles. I don't think she was the one who put a well, dickhead in American. charge. Well, she's American. She is American. <laughs> but we don't, we don't judge all Americans because of one president. You America. What, what's your tip there? You've got to un-America. What does that mean? Un-America? Yeah. You, you go and live in another country. Yeah. Get that American out of here. So your tip to Simone Biles, the greatest Olympic uh, gymnast of all time, is to... No, I, I do know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. She had to quit because she was having, yeah. um, you know, like I think a mental health battle yeah. or something like that. And I was quite proud of her for that. And I thought she was an inspirational yeah. story. No, I do and being know. like an African American yeah. athlete, just seeing the racist attacks she got. Same I, with the. I like the black runners winning. Yeah. I do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When As, is a white guy winning? Especially. What race have you seen a white guy win? Peter Snell. The swimming. That was a hundred. No. That was before like they let black guys win. No, Peter Snow never did a sprint anyway. No, here's a here's a story. Here's an interesting New Zealand story that I'm going to get um, in a bit of trouble from, but it's an interesting theory. I don't know if this is true. This could be bullshit. John Walker, right? One of New Zealand's greatest Olympians. He was sexy as hell, running down the strip. He wore black uh, black clothes, obviously. They all obviously. wear black. They all wear black. Actually, New Zealand wore, in, in Tokyo, New Zealand wore white because it was so hot yeah, in the sun, yeah, so yeah. bummed you out there. Yeah. One all, Brian Karen. out the... Uh... Yeah. <laughs> No, okay. So, goddamn um, John Walker. This is my interesting story. My girlfriend loved him. We don't talk about him. Your girlfriend? 
yeah, a girlfriend that you mean just friend. a friend who's a girl. Yeah, okay, yeah. sorry, I got too ex- yeah. I got too excited. Guy, what? I'm not a lesbian. You're allowed to be a lesbian. I don't want to be one. There's not, but I'm just saying I'm it's fine. Heterosexual. But, but if anyone is, it's fine. It's fine if anyone is. <laughs> of course it is. Now we got tangents. Okay, just just ho- hear me here. I'm gonna tell the story. All right, so John Walker, who ran in a black uniform at the time, had long hair. He was sixty. He's one of New Zealand's greatest athletes. Uh-huh. No one can argue with that. He's a legend. However. An interesting thing about, I think, the 72 Montreal Olympics where he won gold in the 1500 is that that was the Olympics that all the African nations boycotted because New Zealand was touring South Africa with our rugby team. I'm pretty sure that's true during apartheid South Africa. So as a result of New Zealand's horrible touring and supporting a racist regime, John Walker still was probably the favourite, but his main competitors weren't there because of New Zealand. And we never talk about that in New Zealand. I just think that's an interesting part of the story. Yeah, I'm not that, saying his goal's that, not worth anything less than the same. And that's way early, really, because when New Zealand said they won't tour South Africa, mm. Breakaway All Blacks formed the Cavaliers, and the Cavaliers went over there and played South Africa, and... The World Cup started in 87, the very first Rugby World Cup. Yeah. And South Africa couldn't come and play. Yeah. But none of the Cavaliers were allowed to play for the All Blacks. Oh, that's good. And that's why we've got such a young team and had a young captain, David Kirk. Oh, wow. Yeah. That was a that was a heartwarming New Zealand story. I told it a is. negative one. You had a positive it one. It is. Time now for one of uh, what I hope will be one of the greatest segments in the podcast, and the podcast has already been this already. It's time for what I call story time with Karen. <laughs> now, Karen, I have stories that I've heard from you, whether it be when we've gone out to dinner or um, or d- doing a live show or something like that, that I think are worth telling again. Mm. And the story I wanted to hear on episode one was, um, you know, quite a serious one. The time uh, you've actually been to jail. Yeah. Mm. When I was 17. In 1975, I took like three tabs of acid because I thought they weren't working. And um, they were started working. And I ended up getting to my brother's place because I just so didn't know what I was doing, where I was. I was real lost. And they were having a party. And... <sighs> So my brother rang an ambulance because he really didn't know what to do with me. You were just like wasted. Yeah, and they so they go and they tell the doctors that I've been taking this acid so they knew what I'd had and how to deal with me. And, of course, they sedated me and and I slept. And they rang the police and the police came to the hospital and searched my bag and found th- three tabs of acid. So... They charged me with possession of narcotics because there was no class A, no class B, C, anything back in those days. So I was just charged with possession of narcotics. And when I went to probation service, I read this, the recommendation and he goes, I recommend Borsal training. And I went, what? So you tell that I should go to jail? And he goes, yeah. I said, you're an arsehole. Well, you said that to the judge. No, no, to the probation officer. Okay, that's not a good move, but yeah. Yeah, and um, I went to the the night before, and and I read the report, and he said, I'll see you tomorrow, Karen. I said, no, you fucking won't, you fucking dickhead. Well, you're saying this to the probation officer. Yeah. Yeah. And I said, you fucking arsehole. You won't be seeing me tomorrow. And I went home, packed some bags, and rang a friend, and we hitchhiked to Auckland. (laughs) (laughs) 
What were you doing I was in Auckland? <clears throat> Please don't say I ended more. up at this party in Henderson that was a bike, bikey's house. Uh-oh. And I said to my girlfriend, I don't like her here. I've got a bad vibe. I'm getting out of here. Yeah. And she went, no, no, we'll stay. And I said, no, I don't like it. I'm going to go. I said, come with me. She went, no. And I, I said, I'm going to the police station down the road that I saw. I'm going to hand myself in. And I went in there to the police station. Good. And I said, yeah. Well, good. Oh, good. I think you've got I a mean- warrant for me. Which anyway, yeah. they took me to Auckland Central and they wouldn't arrest me. They left me out the front. And after about two hours, I thought, oh, fuck this, I'm going. And they come out and went, come on, Karen, we've just, it's just come through. So then they flew me to um, Wellington. That's sick, free flight. Oh, that, I went to Mount Eden for three days first. Oh, shit, that's not sick. <laughs> oh, that, I was like, whoa, this is scary shit going <laughs> to a woman's prison. That is scary. And, um, yeah, when I get scary there, now, yeah. When I get there, it's got three cells with four beds in each cell and these older ladies, and they all looked after me like I was the little young daughter, granddaughter. Oh, nice. Well, you literally were a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was, and... You didn't even cook your meals there. All our meals came from the men's side. So you're eating away and you got a bit of paper and a note and your mashed potatoes. What? <laughs> i got a bit of paper in my mouth. Yeah, well, what did it say? Oh, I can't remember. I just remembered there was notes in them. Was it, was it they say, like, want a date or something like that? Yeah, yeah, it's crap like that. Amazing. And um, they flew me down. I went to Wellington Central for three days. So I said to them, can you ring up my uncle, John George Harrop? Because the police knew him. Because he was a burglar. <laughs> Used to be. <laughs> anyway, he's still alive, Uncle John. Shout out to Uncle John. Shout out to Uncle John. I like how you said I like how you said um uh he was a burglar, like that was his profession. <laughs> what do you do for a living? I'm a burglar. Yeah. Well, that's what he did. But he was an actual he was a repiler. No, no, okay. I yeah. understand that he doesn't have a business card that says burglar on it. Yeah, yeah. He was a repiler who did burgling in his um, his, on the side, his, his yeah, spare yeah, time. Yeah, but, but you were just so. But he never did house burglaries. Oh. They always did shops and Wholesome. factories. Awesome. No yeah. victimless crime. Um, but you, I like how the you. Insurance companies were the victims. Okay, you yeah. reckon? Okay. Well, I mean, they deserve not... to be. What? How they treat people? You know, what if they're not? What if they're not insured though? The shop. Yeah. I don't know, you'd be pretty dumb to have a business and not be insured. Yeah, okay. But, but anyway, can't afford it. But no, you, no, no, I know some people can't afford it. What about it. this? What about this? But anyway, Uncle John came okay, and, and, and 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 he brought me food and they let me have it and they let me have my cigarettes and matches. And the judge goes, Yeah, since you'd have bossed all two years. But the judge who sentenced me was Judge and he had lost a son who mm. was on acid. In Wellington, jumped off the fucking roof of a building and killed himself. So he should never have been allowed to sentence people on the charge of what his son, why why his son had died. Okay. And he was a hypocrite because he'd go to the golf club yeah. and drink whiskey and drive home on a Sunday yeah. and go to court on Monday and put drunk drivers in jail. Fucking piece of fucking crap he was. Yeah. Judge. Okay. He was an asshole. We might need to beep that name or something allegedly, but um Why? He's dead. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Good just, job. Just <laughs> I'd love to have been there guy. I send it you to death. <laughs> you almost seem to this is the way I hated him. The way that I know no, I totally understand and I totally sympathize and I totally understand why you've been in that situation, but at the same time, 
the th- one of the themes of this podcast seems to be just be glad that people have died. <laughs> At the moment. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm so sorry. That is horrible that they sent you as a kid who had made a mistake that a lot of kids do um, to jail. And um, I don't think jail was that bad then, you know. Everybody had a job. In jail? Like in the or jail, in, yeah. Yeah. And we got paid prison wages. But we also shopped um, with the government used to subsidise it. So, like, a cake of soap cost five cents and a toothbrush and we had to buy all that sort of stuff and, and we could buy figs of tobacco. Figs of tobacco? Yeah, bad. That's not an expression. And they were, and they were eight cents. Wow. <laughs> but, but the top wage was $1.76 a day. Now if you want to get tobacco into prison, you've got to, like... Um, well, you can't get... We were allowed to smoke, but we weren't smoke. allowed lighters. We weren't allowed matches or lighters. You had to go to the staff. All the staff wore them around their necks and you had to go to them for a light because Arahada is that old. They put somebody in one of the cells and they had and they wanted to burn up their cell, they'd burn the whole prison down. Was it like wooden? Yeah, and oh. it was scary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's far out, Karen. Um, yeah, that is. But we had lighters. And traumatic thing. We had lighters. We old. had lighters. We were good. Yeah. <laughs> and we never got caught. Yeah. Good, yeah. good on you, man. You were, yeah. you were good. <laughs> well, that was a that was a goddamn roller coaster. And I'm sorry you had to. I hope you're okay with sharing that story, right? Yeah, of course. Because, yeah, there's a traumatic. That, that's like. <laughs> That shouldn't have fallen the way that fell. I shouldn't. Like, I don't think now someone would go to jail for this police a woman of acid. who drove with me in the car. She sat in the back seat. I didn't go in a police wagon. I went in a car. Yeah. And um, they dropped me off. She said, "You'll be all right, Karen." She kept telling me, "You'll be all right," because it was the fear of the unknown. Mm. And then get there and all that. About th- I'd been there about three months. Yeah. And they said, "Oh." There's a police woman here to see you, but you don't have to go and see them if you don't want to. And I thought, oh, I'll go and see what's going on. Yeah. And she, it was the, the woman who sat in the back with me. And she said, I think I think about you quite a lot, Karen. And she said, are you all right? And I went, yeah. And she gave me a packet of cigarettes, which I smuggled out. She gave me cigarettes, the police woman, because they never searched me. That is, that is, that is quite a nice, that's quite nice of the police woman. Right? I think so. What a lovely lady she was. Yeah. And she must have thought about me all that time and was I all right? She said, I just wanted to come and see that you were okay. That's so lovely. Yeah. And she realised it was, yeah, it was fucked up that they were sending you at that age to jail for that <laughs> offence. Like, it's outrageous. For, and yeah. I did seven months. I got in there on the 18th of February and I got, I got, out on the 18th of September, one week before my 18th birthday. Okay. And the last two months was on work release. I was going out to work, so I was only in the jail at night and weekends. Yeah. And okay. they used to take $20 out of my pay every week for my board. Okay. I'm not paying any, you take your pay. You had to pay would, to be in jail? You had to pay board if you went to work. You take it back to the jail and they opened it. And candle yeah. out and into your bag, into your rent. And I'm not paying any rent this week. You have to evict me. <laughs> Fancy paying to stay in jail. That is outrageous. That is outrageous. Um, and the other interesting thing is you kind of, you would always say that wholesome thing that was you never went back to jail since. No, no. I never got caught again. <laughs> <laughs> But now you've got the now you've I said, got. You, I don't like this place, especially on Friday and Saturday nights. I used to think, 
what would I be doing now with my mates? And you could look out and you could see all the lights and... Okay, back to cards. <laughs> I wanted to follow story time with Karen um, with a story from behind the scenes of New Zealand Today, one of my own stories. Okay. But what I realised is that my life is not nearly as interesting or dramatic or as <laughs> traumatic or as fucking outrageous as yours. There's no exciting bloody uh, gnomes who are sneaking through your house robbing people. So, oh God, I've got to reveal, make myself look bad here. And I'm still sorry. Apologies to the ladies at Subway um in Vicargo <laughs> because I thought it was funny we did like we used to, we, we still want to do them these hammocks like these um segments to join the stories together on New yeah, Zealand today yeah, yeah. and one weird feature of Invercargill is they weirdly have a drive through subway like subways really? are normally you know the yeah. you know the, you the go sandwich in store and- yeah but yeah. they have like a like a normal fast food <clears> place they have a drive through on their subway as well so I thought that was funny because as you said you pick that's the weird thing yeah, about it right yeah. and we had about six people in the van as a crew so the joke I was doing, what I did, and I'm an asshole for doing this, I realise this now. We drove into the subway, I go, hello, I'd like to order a sandwich. And they go, what bread? And I go, what types of bread are they? And they read out all the types of bread, and then I go, could I get wheat bread? And they go, would you like cheese? And then I go, what type of cheese are there? And, uh, and they read out the type of cheese, and then I order the cheese. And I go through every ingredient, and then I order my sandwich, and I pay at the d- window, and then it's the next person's order. So we drive around the building and we drive around away again. <laughs> that is an asshole joke. And I feel yeah. bad about that now. Oh, I think it's hilarious. But yeah, but by the time we got to the fifth or sixth person, mm-hmm. they were sick of my shit. Yeah. And I got, like, as a joke, got anger with them. They're like, yeah. you already know what types of bread. I was like, I don't know what types of bread there are. Like, I was, like, getting joke. <laughs> I was supposed to be a joke, but they heard through. They didn't see me. They didn't see my comical faces. They just thought I was an abusive asshole, which I was. Um, so they got very upset with me. I felt apologies to the wonderful people at Subway in Chicago. I'm sorry about that. I apologized to them in face to face. I bought them some chocolates from the petrol station next door. But after, I don't know why I was telling that part of the story. I just um, racked up guilt about being a bad person. <laughs> we got out of the Subway and we drove around to park the van and we parked... Uh, Next to the road, and we um, we we got out, and we straightened my tie, and we tried to figure out what we we're doing because that subway thing was a disaster. We were assholes, and um, someone just yells out from um, from where I couldn't tell. Someone just yells, "Hey, guy, want a route?" <laughs> and I was couldn't figure out where the voice was coming from. It was coming from the jail. The jail. There's a fence. <laughs> There's about 10 metres and the jail is right there. You can just talk to people in jail in Invercargill. This is a tourist attraction. It's the most interesting thing in Invercargill. It blew my mind. People were just like, someone was just yelling, I'll give you some Tim Tams. And I don't know what Tim Tams means, but I don't want to find out. And so we got the cameras rolling. I started kind of interviewing them in jail. Aren't they biscuits? Yeah, no, they are biscuits. But I just when he said you want some Tim Tams, I thought maybe it was like a... You know, like a, a double entendre or like a weird <laughs> sex thing. I just I don't want to know what Tim Tams is. is my point is, so um, uh, I start interviewing them because like this is amazing. In in Vicar, you can just talk to the people in jail, and um, turns out you can't. What happened is as I was as I was interviewing them, the alarm just goes, and literally a guy in the voice comes over and goes. Kr, kr, 
please get away from the fence. Please get away from the fence. And then we um, we film me running away and stuff like that. But I did, this is just such an interesting feature of New Zealand. Where, I like, didn't know all this. Yeah, when um, people will, because right next to McDonald's and Subway, they'll get the McDonald's and go and eat outside. Um, a guy who I know who was in jail, I think the guy who um, stole a monkey from the zoo, he told me that um, women would come and flash their boobs on a Friday night and stuff like that. Yeah. So all going off. So that was my behind the scenes of New Zealand today. And sorry again to the people at Subway. Um, I was an asshole to you and I apologise. Let's finish the podcast with uh, some quickfire questions from my social media accounts. Karen, you can solve anyone's problem pretty much, right? (laughs) Um, Dear Karen, I'm a girl. How do I tell my friend who's also a girl that I like her? Like her. Like like they're like romantically interested is what Mm, I'm reading. I like you. And then they go, I like you too. And you say, I really like you. I like you more than just a friend. I'd like to be more than just your friend. I want to be your girlfriend. Oh, that was sweet. <laughs> However, and I don't want to, I think that's a good solution. Oh, right. I like the honest approach. I have done this with female friends of myself. And... um. Uh, it's kind of ruined the friendship a little bit. Like, you know, they haven't been keen and then that's fine, but then it makes it awkward, I think, for them. And, you know, it changes well, I, the dynamic. I got on really well with this girl in Arahata. Mm. And she was a lesbian and I wasn't. And I said to her one day, how come you've never hit on me? She said, because I have friends and I have girlfriends. And you are my friend. And you'll always be just my friend. Oh. And I went, well, that's good because I'm not a lesbian. She goes, I know that. <laughs> Do you ever wonder about like, because, you know, sexuality is a, oh, shivers. I'm getting us off traffic here. Yeah. But this is something that really interests me. Yeah. Sexuality is a spectrum, right? Yeah. And I'm always fascinated at the idea that like I, um, I don't, I try not to be homophobic and or transphobic. I try and, you know, be respectful of everyone and their yeah. orientation Rainbow now. coloured, whatever it is. That's yeah. right, the rainbow colours. Yeah. And um, and I, I have this weird thing where I love, like, a lot of my favourite music and my favourite, like, one of my favourite songs is um, The Magnetic Fields, I Thought You Were My Boyfriend. Um, one of my favourite movies is Moonlight. And um, I just recently saw Brokeback Mountain and that blew me away as well. Like, I really like, oh, really? I really like same-sex love me. stories, really love them. But I don't consider myself to be gay. Far out. What am I doing? Same thing on the podcast. But like, I don't. I'm not attracted to men. I don't think in any way. But I do wonder whether that is my like deep entrenched homophobia that I've grown up with. You know, growing up in yeah. a homophobic society. Like I used to use, you know, gay slurs all the time. We we didn't necessarily yeah. mean it to attack gay people. Just like yeah. we used them casually. You know, anything that was bad yeah. growing up was gay. We used to call each other um, yeah. the f word, um, like on the playground and stuff like that at primary school even. I've grown up my whole life being told, you know, um, being gay is something you don't want to be. You know, like my nickname at school basically was gay because my name's Guy and it just yeah. changes this so quickly. I do wonder whether like any sort of like spectrum I might be has been like almost like beaten out of me. You know, do you ever wonder anything like that or nah? No, because I take people as they are. We've got a transvestite lives in this complex and she's lovely. Tran- transgender, I think is yeah. what you say now. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Transgender, yes, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, Mina. Sorry, Mina. But anyway, she's lovely. Shout she's out to Mina. really lovely, yeah. But do you not think love is love and, like, you should want to, you know, you should be able to, like, I'm just like, I should be able to, I'm almost like, yes, anybody, it's gone from being a, 
should be able to go with whoever they want as long as that other person wants what they want too. No, but so should I. Like, it's weird that I just have, like, a block. I'm, like, definitely no men, and that's, yeah, like, Yeah, but weird. I definitely wouldn't sleep with a woman, mm. yeah. and I know that. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard of strip a dick to me? What's strip a dick to me? Strap a dick to me. <laughs> what, are you ta- what are you talking about, Karen? What are you talking about? Strap a dick to me. Strap a dick to me. That's not, you've got to give more context. You can't just say that over and over again. Strap a no, dick I know what you're, to no, me. Yeah. I know what you're saying. I'm saying you've got to explain we used to say it what where we strap were... a dick to me is. Well, to woman, I presume. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Lovely. Okay. But, um, yeah, we should just say it. We thought it was funny. Yeah, it is funny. Yeah, so yeah. it was the joke of the year, mate. Um, well done. <laughs> um, uh, here we go. Finish on a wholesome thing. Karen and Guy, what are your first? What are your three favourite places to visit in New Zealand? I guess it means on holiday. Um, Kai Teddy Teddy Nelson. That's where I um, grew I up. I have never to been the on that many holidays. When I was a child, we always went to um, Power Perumu Pukukareki Bloody. We. Caravans, Caravan Park. I used to hate it there. Okay. We go over Shout some... out to the Paraparaumu Caravan Park. Which I hated. Yeah, Park, well, okay. Yeah. We know of the opposite <laughs> and, of a shout out. And, Fuck you, Paraparaumu Caravan And we Park. used to go to this place. I can't even remember what it's called. Where we used to um, put up a tent. I hated camping. Absolutely despised it. And then um, we go where friends of my dad's, uh, Lake Fury had a um like a batch and I hated that too I hated being away from my hometown I just hated it but the question um was um I don't have three favorite places Petoni (laughs) (laughs) yeah Petoni it's not nearly it's not really a holiday destination like where are you going on holiday to Karori, like it's, that's where people live on their day to day life. Tony's more of a suburb, you know. I went on a holiday to Nelson. Yeah, there yeah. You go. No, I ran away from home when that's I was fourteen. That's my hometown. You don't like Nelson. I, I was. Uh, that's not a holiday. I ran away. Me and my girlfriend ran away from home, and we got down to Nelson, and then anyway, we got arrested, and <laughs> they said, "Now we're going to put you up in a B and B, then we'll come pick you up in the morning." Yeah. <laughs> The police put us in a and b we had shower and we washed our stuff and we put the heater on and we dried our underwear and at six o'clock we left the B&B and we went up we thought it was a hill but when daylight came we were on somebody's garden Yeah, and we watched the police go to get us as if we'd still be there. <laughs> <laughs> Oldest trick in the book. And when he dropped us off he said, don't try leaving because there's only one way in and one way out. <laughs> we got on a bus and we seen them coming, so we got off the bus and then we hid and then we hitchhiked down to Nelson and then we hitchhiked back in again <laughs> and then we hitchhiked down again the next day. Wait, 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 and wait, they wait. tell you, don't try and hitchhike out because there's only one way out, you, one way can, in, and you can, won't you, get away you, with why it. Why did you hitchhike out and then back in again? Because we were crazy. <laughs> I mean, I was a Karen, rebel. I was a rebel without a cause. You're a rebel. <laughs> and I ended up in Napier. We ended up in Napier. This was, that was, this was her answer to what are your three favourite holiday <laughs> decisions, by the way. Karen, I think we've accidentally recorded 
potentially the greatest podcast that the world has ever heard. And we've got to do more episodes of this. We'll be coming back with more adventures of Karen the Rebel Without a Cause for episode two of the New Zealand Today podcast. Um, Heaps more stories. My name is Guy Williams. Um, That is Karen Hill. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. Yes. Um, Tell your friends if you enjoyed this podcast because we want to, what do we want to do? Take over the world. Or just wanna, have some people listen. We want to entertain the world. We want to entertain the world. Yeah. And um, before we leave, Karen, we've got to give some sort of advice or some sort of message, you know, just to inspire the youths. Um, got any message or anything for them? If the police tell you you can't do something, don't believe them. <laughs> <laughs> it's really good for the kids. <laughs> See you later. Bye. See ya. Thanks for tuning in. If you enjoyed listening to Karen and myself, please support the show by telling your friends and spreading the good word on social media. And subscribe to the New Zealand Today podcast on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever good podcasts are found. Also, where bad podcasts are found. The New Zealand Today podcast is a production of Freddie Boy Podcasts. That's a real thing, not just something we made up five minutes ago. It was edited by Luke the Phantom Menace Earl and was made with the help of the legends at New Zealand On Air. It's like a Dane Rumble video. <laughs> <laughs>